Welcome back to Be Rolling Over. Or should I say, for this segment, it's Be Dribbling Over. Now, it's getting close to the start of the NBA season. I'm going to have my good friend Tyler Jackson Price here. And it's going to be... Hopefully we can make it a, a weekly show, talk about what's going on in the NBA. It should be interesting. He's really into, he's really into basketball. It should be a, a great uh, segment for B rolling over. I will be changed to to B dribbling over. This is Nathan for B dribbling over here with a familiar guest you're all familiar with. Stand-up comedian and voice actor Tyler Jackson Price. Tyler Jackson Price, how's it going? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Glad to be back on the show, man. The NBA season is going to start tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. I know. I Man, this is a moment that we have all been waiting for. I think this NBA season, we have never seen a free agency period like we have had the past year. And this year... You know, granted, no injuries and major things happen, but this is going to be the most chaotic NBA race that we have seen in a long time, and I cannot wait to see how the season unfolds. Yeah, and mostly it's going to be West is best because the East Coast feels like it's either pretty much going to be, you know, head-to-head race between Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, even a lot of NBA experts have been saying that. It's either Milwaukee Bucks or the Philadelphia 76ers. Even though the Brooklyn Nets acquired, gee, I don't know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I just find that bizarre for them saying that. But then again, it should be interesting to see how these two big ids play with each other. I don't know. Hopefully they can find a way to have a super eagle balance somehow, miraculously. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. But the thing is, remember, KD uh, said he might be out for the whole year. So it's going to be very interesting to see if, number one, Kyrie can finally, uh, you know, lead a team like he's always wanted, you know, instead of being in the shadow or being uncomfortable with the moment, which he's not, but... You know, he's, it just seems like he's still trying to figure himself out in the star, you know, star mode. Um, you know, with the, with Boston, he wasn't completely happy, but he wanted to be the man. And, and you know, if you want to be the man, you got to be happy a little bit. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he does without KD, with that young squad. So maybe they get some more additions before, half, uh, before the All-Star break or maybe after the All-Star break to kind of fill in that KD role. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what, what Kyrie does, but yeah, when KD comes back, he's still going to be Kevin Durant. He's still going to be the prolific scorer. He's still going to be the high volume shooter that they need. And that's the reason they, they got him. So Kyrie, let's see what you can do this year until, uh, KD can come back healthy. I, I think Kevin Durant might actually be a key to the Brooklyn Nets in a bizarre way. Cause Kevin Durant has embraced being, you know, second and he uses it as a mantra to keep on working hard so maybe his words of motivation can help out Kyrie Irving probably get out of the shadow before he even comes back on the court maybe that's true that's true um you know Katie I think he learned a lot from being in Golden State where you know you have a great system you have a great coach great players around you your your championship caliber um you know organization but, um, you know, I think Katie really realized that 
I don't know, maybe winning isn't everything and you gotta, gotta want to, to be there. Um, but yeah, let's, you know, the, the Nets are a team where I can't really say they'll be successful and I can't really say that they're not going to be successful, but you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Uh, I, I kind of have a feeling Brooklyn Nets might end up being mediocre with this team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think it'll be a learning experience again in, in the, in the East. You still got to through this, got to go through the Sixers, got to go through Milwaukee. We cannot forget about the Raptors. I mean, they're defending champs. You can never disrespect them and not include them, even though they're not the same team they were last year. Um, but they're still the champs. Um, and, you know, there might be some sleeper teams. You know, the Magic have been building a, a pretty good roster. Uh, you know, the Hawks are young with, with Trey, and, you know, he's got that one-year experience, not saying they'll do anything. But, you know, the East is, is not a guarantee, even though it's the weaker conference. So, um, you know, it, 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 can be anyone's, it can be anyone's conference. It can be anyone's first place, anyone's finals. So Kyrie just needs to realize that, yeah, he is the man. But you got a team that you got to get get involved also, and and team wins championships. Well, let's not forget about the Boston Celtics acquiring Kemba Walker. Yeah, how, how do you feel about that that uh, Kemba Walker in, inquiry? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's the right it's the right choice, I think, for the Boston Celtics. They need they need some shooters. You know, you need someone to be able to score points. But I think they need a little bit more, maybe. Maybe add a little bit of some big man and, you know, someone that's able to, you know, role player. Maybe maybe some role players. I mean, it worked out for the Toronto Raptors in that way. Which, by the way, I was way off with my prediction because I thought, you know, you try to emulate success. So you saw I worked for the Raptors. But I guess everybody was more focused on trying to get that one big free agent of Kawhi Leonard more than actually the role players that were around, that was surrounding player. I guess everybody went with more of that blueprint as focus of emulating success instead of just trying to focus during free agency of role players. I was way off with my prediction on that one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. Um, You know, when, when Danny Green left and, you know, Kawhi left... I was like, okay, uh, you know, you just won a championship, but you know, it just shows you that that the market, you know, in LA is, and you know, Paul George going to the Clippers. I mean, the market in LA is so big, and it's it's because you know, LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James didn't have the greatest year last year because he was hurt, but LeBron James is still LeBron James. People still want to play with him because he just he improves you. He he has a, has a proven track record of winning. And, you know, for, for Kawhi to go, you know what, I'm going to L.A. And for Paul George to say, I'm going to L.A. For Danny Green to say, I want to play with LeBron. You know, Dwight Howard, I want to come back. I want to rejuvenate my career. Um, you know, Avery Bradley, I'm going to the Lakers. You know, uh, Quinn Cook, who was on the Warriors. You know, you, you stay on the Warriors. You're a good role player. You can win probably a couple more chips. He's like, nah, I want to go to L.A. I want a new system. I want to play with LeBron. So, you know, it, it shows you the power of LeBron James, and it shows you the power of free agency. Um, and and like you said, you know, instead of competing 
for star players, the Lakers said, hey, let's get players that can fill these spots we need, such as role players. Uh, yeah, they got AD, but let's surround them with players who can actually fill in these roles that we need. And the Lakers did a perfect good job to me, in my opinion, this offseason. They acquired the right people at the right time. And I, I really hope that uh, LeBron can bring a ring to the Lakers to cement him. Uh, he, he is already one of the greatest. But uh, I think if he brought a ring to L.A., you know, bringing a ring to Cleveland, bringing a ring to uh, Miami, even though it wasn't their first one. But, I mean, no one has ever done that. That would be incredible if LeBron could do that this year. Yeah, absolutely. Which comes to predictions for the playoffs. To be honest, with the Western Conference Finals, it could go anywhere. And I mean anywhere, but I think everybody's hoping for a Battle L.A. Western Conference Finals. No, not that Battle L.A. movie with the aliens that has been forgotten about. I'm talking about Battle L.A., L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, and hopefully a return Paul George... And, you know, Patrick Beverly as well, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Frank Vogel trying to be a focal point for L.A., and Doc Rivers trying to show maybe he might be the doctor in L.A. after all. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I I have to say, though, it will be like the movie Battle of L.A. I really believe it because, man, if they meet in the Western Conference Finals— that is going to be a series that, oh my goodness, I, I hope, I hope it comes down to that. That would be amazing. Uh, absolutely. And the best part is they wouldn't have to worry about traveling because it's at Staples Center. There's not really a home court advantage. Right. I mean, I think they could play game one and two in the same night. Just knock it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, they could do game three, game four. I mean... Whip break, you know. I mean, they're right there. <laughs> let's, let's just have like a, like an hour and a half break between each game, and let's just run it back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually want to talk about the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder for a bit because there was this moment that when I was, you know, it was during the free agency, and and Chris Paul was having trouble with James Harden. And, and I was thinking, what if the Rockets somehow got Russell West? And then by the time I was about to say it, it said, This just in, Russell Westbrook is heading to the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul is heading to the Oklahoma City St. Paul. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was just thinking that. What if they did that? You know, it was just, yeah. it, it was just one of those, those weird, cool moments. Like, I thought of it before it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a it was a surprising move, but then again, when you think about it, um, you know, I th- I think Westbrook realized when Katie left that he gave his all, and I know not everyone agrees with with Westbrook's style of play. There are times that I don't agree with it, but I love his passion, and I think he's an amazing player. I really do. I love the way he's passionate about the game. His choices are questionable. A lot, but he's a great player. And I was surprised at first when I realized when Katie left, Westbrook was like, this is my team. When he exerted so much, he'd get tired. 
and you try to find something new. And as a player searching for the ultimate goal, which is a championship, you look at the teams around you and you go, who can help me get to that pinnacle? It's who not Steven Adams. <laughs> it's not Steven <laughs> Adams. It's not, yeah, it's not Adams. It's not Grant. It's, it's none of those guys. But he looked around and said, who can get me to where I need to be? Who can take the load off? And who can make me better? And I think he looked at James Harden. They played before. They have a friendship. And I think it was a comfortable fit for him. It was a fast-paced fit for him that he enjoys playing. And it makes sense now. And will they work? We'll have to see. But, um, you know, I think Westbrook's in a good system. But we'll just have to see if, uh, you know, ball-heavy Harden and Westbrook can, can, you know, go off of each other, make each other better, but make the team better. We'll see how that how that pans out. Um, but I predict that they will definitely make the playoffs. I think they will be a top five team. I can't say first or second place, but I think they'll definitely be in the first uh, first five uh, places uh, in the West. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that. It's kind of hard to say Houston Rockets being number one, number two, when especially you see the Lakers and the Clippers and maybe even the. The Denver Nuggets have been on the rise as well, you know, so I could probably see them being the top five as well. And even the Portland Trailblazers with Damian Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum. Yes, yes, I could see I could see them also. Uh, you know, the Trailblazers are a team where they have great success during the, the season, but, you know, playoffs, they're just not, they're very streaky. Uh, they're not consistent. And teams teams are smart. They figure out, what teams are playing for the playoffs, they figure out a game plan, and they knew who the, who and how the ball is being moved. Everything goes through Damian Lillard. Lillard has proven the past couple seasons with Golden State that they have made a game plan to stop him. When you stop him, the rest of the team is done. It's like an engine in a car. When the engine stops, the rest of the car doesn't work. So the Trailblazers have a problem where, like McCollum, all the other players, they have to step up when Lillard is not on. If they don't do that, they're getting swept, they'll never make it to the finals, and they'll never win the finals. But Damian Lillard also has to find a way to do things other than scoring. If they shut him down, be elite defense, get in the passing lane, take charges, steal, rebound. You gotta find out ways. If you're not pulling your weight or if the other team is stopping you, you gotta find other ways to help your team win. That's what the Trailblazers have to figure out for next year. Yeah, absolutely. So, to keep it in short sense, the Trailblazers are Blazers during the regular season, but they just are a bunch of trails during the playoffs. And they need to find a way to make a combination to make sure that they are the Trailblazers both the regular season and the postseason if they make the postseason. Yeah, yes. <laughs> tonight they stop and they can't go anywhere <laughs> so the new let's talk about the new Orleans pelicans because they were really excited after you know anthony davis went to la they they got zion williamson zion williamson looked promising during the preseason but the problem is now which a lot of the new Orleans pelicans organization is terrified about is zion williamson is out indefinitely with a right knee injury which had people immediately, including the New Orleans Pelicans organization, to think, uh-oh, is this Greg Oden 
Yeah, I know that is um, is definitely disappointing because Zion was definitely part of that excitement for this NBA season. Um, and with the knees, you never know. Uh, you know, Brandon Roy, who was a great trailblazer the time he was there, had knee problems, showed promise, but just could never get over his injuries. And, you know, they lingered throughout his career. Um, same thing, Greg Oden, you know, had potential, showed sparks, his knees were a problem. Zion's so big, his build is so massive, and he, he exerts so much energy that sometimes, you know, as we know, the knees can't handle that. But um, he's a young guy, so I'm hoping this is just knee soreness because the pace of the NBA is a billion times faster than college. I hope it's just growing pains. I hope it's just getting used to the system, getting used to the pace, getting used to the grind, the practices. And I hope it's just short-term because the NBA needs Zion. He's a great person. He's talented. And the Pelicans have a, have a star on their hands. I just hope it's not a serious injury going forward. Absolutely. And it's weird to see Dwight Howard back with the Lakers. Uh, he showed some promise in the preseason, but I just have a feeling he he was just doing that that way he could find a way to keep his job, and he'll be back to his lackluster self. I I, I don't know. It, it just kind of has me nervous a bit because well, the last time we had Dwight Howard, we were we had a super team, and that even makes me more nervous. Even though we have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and all these role players, and Danny Green, and everybody that we might end up you know, being a failure again with this super team idea. Well, you know, it is it is scary because Dwight Howard, you know, when he was here in Orlando, he was a superstar defense player of the year four times, you know, led us to the finals. Um, he was a dominant, great player. Like, everything about him was great. Goes to the Lakers, it's different. Now, the difference is, is that when he went to the Lakers, he had Kobe. Kobe is dominant. He's a very, like, do this or don't do it at all. He's he's very, you know, Kobe knows what he wants, and he, he wants to win, and I, I admire that. But Kobe does not have a track record of teaching on the court other players. You know what I'm saying? So with LeBron, it's different. LeBron is a player's coach. He will do his job, but he's also going to make you look good. He's going to make sure you do your job. He's going to make you look like an all-star. He's going to make you look like an all-NBA player. That's why he's been to the finals for the past 50 years of, you know, 50 out of 50, is because he makes the teammates around him better. Now, Dwight Howard never had that. He was just put in the system. Kobe told him to do something. He did it. You know, Kobe told him not to do something. He didn't do it. LeBron's going to tap into that potential. He's going to say, look, this is what you're good at. This is what I need you to do night in and night out. Do it. LeBron's going to bring the best out of him. I think he's in a better system. Um, he's with a good coach. He's with good players around him. And I think Dwight needed this spark and this chance to go, wow, I have a chance to be a, a great role player, possibly a starting player, but I get a chance to win a championship with these group of guys who have been there, have experience, Dwight has experience, too. So I think this is a good second chance for him. But let me tell you this. If Dwight fails this year with the Lakers and they fail, that's it for Dwight. He's going to end up just like Carmelo. Nobody's going to want him. He's going to be old and busted. And, you know, this is a a make or break year for Dwight Allen. 
I, I mean, there's a, there's quite a difference between uh, Carmel and and Dwight Howard. Carmel was actually offered a lot of money in order not to play. I don't think Dwight Howard will be seeing that in his future. Right, I'm, I'm not saying money wise, but when I say, when I say it'll be like Carmelo, is that you know teams have open roster spots, but they don't want to they don't want to sign Carmelo because. You know, he doesn't play defense or whatever the case may be. I just think that Dwight's going to be that, you know, that crutch. He's going to be, you know, that thing where it's like, eh, I don't, he's a risk. He's a, we don't want him. He's a risk. So I just don't want him to be in that category, just, you know, talent-wise, the way people are treating Carmelo. But Carmelo deserves to be on a roster. I don't care what no one says. He's, you can't tell me that teams are going to, going to, exercise and work out Joaquin Noah but not give Carmelo Anthony a shot? Come on now. Where, what sense does that make? Yeah. So who do you think might en- will end up being the MVP at the end of the season? <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you know, it, it, it is so hard to say. I mean, Embiid is, uh, is, is uh, probably one of the one of the best centers in the NBA, top three, top two. Um, you know, you got you got Ben Simmons who shows flashes where he, he could with that team. He could definitely be in the MVP category. Uh, you got Leonard, of course. You know, LeBron. You got Curry. You got Greek Freak. But um, Harden, Westbrook. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> you know, I'll just say I will pick. I'm going to say I'm going to say Leonard because – um, after coming off the finals last year, I think Leonard is just going to show that, you know, the, the Clippers are the number one team. I think he'll show that they are complete, and I think he will just lead them to, to victory and glory, and everyone's going to follow that those coattails. I think uh, he has everything to be an MVP. He's, he's proven it before, and uh, with this new team, I think he'll shine and show people, yeah, he's the best player in the league. Let me see. That's a tough question. I don't know why I even asked that in the first place. I, I changed my mind. Okay. Um. Uh. Well, I would have to say, yeah, I could see Kawhi. I could see almost a lot of these players end up being MVP at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a a really crazy one, you know, just for the sake of it, because I don't want to sound like a- any other uh, NBA expert. I'm gonna go with a wild card here, and say Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that's a good pick. Why? Why do you pick him? I think he can find him. I mean, he's been. I, I remember from last postseason, like I, I had that moment. I, I could see him being an uprising star. Uh, he, he's great with the free points. He can definitely do the rebounds pretty darn well. He just needs to work on those free throws. But otherwise, I could see Nikola Jokic. Okay, that's a good pick. And again, like you said earlier, Nuggets have an up-and-coming team. They've proven they can win. They've gotten far in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they're just either a player or or just, you know, one piece away from getting over that hump. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a very good pick. The Joker is... A phenomenal player. He makes players better around him, and he's going to have a great year this year again. And to keep in mind, maybe even the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, okay, okay. Um, you know, Porzingis and and um, 
Donkic, you know, they have proven to be a nice one, one-two punch. They do have a great team around them. So, yeah, I think I think it might be a sleeper team to kind of sneak up, be, uh, you know, seven seed, six seed. But I definitely wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. No, 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 no. That's why it's a sweeper team. Not saying they're yeah. going to be in the postseason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm just saying I wouldn't want to play them because that's a team that, you know, I think they could really give it to you and make it tough. <laughs> yeah. Nathan. Yeah? Who's your pick to win it all? Oh, right. Yes, yes. That's a very important one. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, okay, how about this? Wait, how about this? Do I, I hope it's the Lakers, obviously, because I'm a Lakers fan. But I have a feeling this is this is the Clippers year. I mean, if they don't if they don't get it this year, I don't think that they won't get it at all. I, I feel like it's one of those type of years. Like if they don't win the NBA Finals in two, three years, that's it. This is the closest we're going to get for the Clippers. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Clippers for you. Now, who's your team in the East to to go to the finals? Who's your team in the East? Uh, I mean, as you, it, it, it's either Milwaukee Bucks or Philadelphia 76ers. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Bucks find a way to get up there, and we get to see the Greek Freak in the NBA Finals. Oh man, you imagine Greek Freak and Leonard? Ooh, that would be nasty. That would be a good matchup. I mean, you can't really go wrong. Like, even with 76ers, you have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, Paul George, even Patrick Beverly. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly, that, that matchup, I don't know if the Bucks have enough power and scoring to go against the Clippers. Um, you know, just with, again, the defense alone that the Clippers have, uh, the Bucks would find it very difficult to score if they lock down Greek Freak which the Raptors did that in the playoffs last year. When you took Greek Freak out, the rest of the team couldn't do anything. So I think it would be the same blueprint as it was last year to this year for the Clippers if they played them. Um, but, you know, I, I think I agree. Well, I agree. It's either going to be the Sixers or the Bucks. but I'm going to pick the Sixers to go to the um, finals from the East. Okay. And the West... I'm going to actually pick the Lakers. Um, I like okay. what they have. I can't go against a, a healthy LeBron James with a healthy team, but health is the is the backbreaker. If they can stay healthy, they're going to cruise through the playoffs, I believe. Um, I think it will be uh, Lakers and Sixers, and I think it's going to be um, – I'm going to go crazy here. You ready? You're going to say Sixers? <laughs> no, I'm going to say Lakers in seven. Lakers in seven. That's not yep. too crazy. That's not crazy at all. I think it's going to be Lakers in seven. So that's my pick. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I hope the Lakers do win the NBA Finals, but I got to be realistic. That Clippers team, I mean, they look frightening. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, but again, you know, health. If Paul George can stay healthy and that team can stay together, uh, yeah, man. Oh, Clippers are... We're, we're gonna forget about Lob City. It's like Lob City, who? Like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's gonna be like the claw. Like they're gonna find a way to just call themselves the claw. Like the whole entire team is the claw because when you yeah. think you have a chance, they pick you up 
and move you somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll see how the claws do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope the Lakers win. Man, oh man, I hope the Lakers win. Because my brother promised me uh, the next time that the Lakers won the NBA Finals, he would take me down to the parade. So that's another reason why. That's another motivation for you Lakers out there. I want to oh. see your victory parade, NBA Finals parade. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, it's been great talking to you, Tyler. Hey, it's been great talking to you, Nathan. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. And as I'm Nathan for B Dribbling Over, telling you all to dribble all in next time. Thank you for listening to the B Dribbling Over podcast. You can listen to this episode of B Dribbling Over on Anchor.fm, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast. And even Spotify. If you enjoy listening to that podcast, please do listen to my other podcast, The Industry Horror Coffin Cast, where I talk about the positivity of autism, growing up with autism, a little bit of some sports, and even some horror movie reviews as well. You can listen to that on the previous platforms that I mentioned. Thank you for listening.